Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it. This is the Bad Film Club, starring Holly Gordon and Shanae Navigaila. Your feature is about to begin. Welcome, I'm Holly Gordon. And I'm Shanae Vigela. And this is The Bad Film Club, the podcast where we watch bad films so you don't have to. But warning you now, there will be spoilers. So watch and then listen, or don't watch at all and just listen to us. We don't mind. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> yeah, okay. I love how we always start this, like we haven't been talking for the last hour or whatever. <laughs> it's great. My favourite thing. Um, okay, so this is our third episode and this week we're talking about The Family Stone, which came out in 20- 2005. 2005. So it's, what, f- yeah. 15 years old now? Um yeah, yep. I did maths right. And it's comedy drama, but I don't particularly feel like it's a drama, but it's a comedy drama. Um, and it's got maybe one of the best casts I've seen in a long time. Maybe? Yeah. It's got a good... It's, it had a big budget, that's why. Oh, shall I tell you some random facts about it that I learnt from my shit internet research that I did just before this podcast? <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> Basically, they I don't know how they did it, but they signed Diane Keaton first, apparently. To, so she read the script, she read the script, and she was like, "Yes, that's the film I want to be in." She picked it, and then that's how they got the rest of the cast. Because, oh, it's let's all... be honest, who doesn't want to work with Diane Keaton? It was all like who you knew, so it's like kind of like, yeah. um, oh, that's like kind of that's that actually make quite more nice. Sense now that makes a lot yeah. more sense, but it's like because this came out. I mean, I kind of do it that I was thinking at the timeline of like Mean Girls. So this came out a year after <laughs> Mean Girls, I think. Yeah. And like, I feel like after, like, I oh, knew. Rachel McAdams. I saw yeah. Rachel McAdams from Mean Girls and then. She's in the like peak of her career then, isn't she? Because she did what? Mean Girls, Notebook, this. Did Notebook come out in like 2007? I mean... Maybe. Did oh, it? No. I thought it was earlier. Wasn't it 2003? I maybe I might have lied. I might have made that up. Um, um, but this is like the last season after, like after the last season of um Sex in the City for SJP. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, this and this the... is such a weird pivot. This is such a weird pivot role for her. But I think that's what she wanted because she was. It says on Wikipedia <laughs> that she was struggling to find roles that differentiated from Carrie. So she wanted, mm. so she took, so this is such a stark difference from um, Carrie Bradshaw. That's the why she like signed on to it. Um, yeah, from cool but... girl Carrie to <laughs> horrible Manhattan executive. Wow. Um, the Notebook came out in 2004. So uh, Rachel McAdams we had a very then. good, <laughs> we were both wrong, but Rachel McAdams <laughs> had a very good three, very, very good, like early 2000s. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, but I feel like this film went under, I mean, we should probably, okay, anyway, I will say this after, but I feel like the fil- this film kind of went under the radar for me a bit, because I didn't, 
I didn't see this film until we watched it together maybe a couple of Christmases ago. Um, yeah, no, with... definitely. I think it's one of those... I think it's a very American holiday film. It and feels I like don't it. feel like... Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I don't feel like it got the same coverage here, but then it kind of translated over because the cast is so good. And I yeah. think... I don't... I think it's a bad film, but I also don't think it's a bad film. No. It has weird juxtapositions because it's got really good performances. Like, Diane Keaton is great. Rachel yeah. McAdams is great. For sure. I don't know how I feel about Dermot Mulroney. Oh. I feel like I like him, but... Oh, I have some notes. I don't know. He's got a very... Yeah. I have some I notes. hate his weird crying face. I don't like oh. it. I do... You, you know I love Luke Wilson. I'm going to say it. I think he's my favourite Wilson brother. Oh, yes, I agree. Controversial. I mean, con- yes, I mean, very true. I mean, quickly, just to let the listeners know if they have not seen this film. It's essentially the basic premise of this film is it's set across, what, three days? The three main days of Christmas? Four, day- four main yeah, days of Christmas? I believe so. I think they come, like, Christmas Eve or something. Yeah, and um, it's... The the oldest son is introducing his girlfriend, who is played by Sarah Jessica Parker, to the family. This very kind of bohemian, uh, like relaxed liberal liberal family. Liberal, liberal family. Yeah. Um, but the family's quite big. Uh, yeah, for a so white. I family. think there's what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. For a white there's family, three three brothers and two sisters. Yeah, that's a lot of. And, and parents and, and parents partners. but they find but there is like and it's it's just kind of the uh kind of what happens with um him introducing the girlfriend plus and like kind of the uh the family reaction and yeah the um, girlfriend that nobody seems to like upon just just meeting her within five seconds of them meeting her they yes. all instantly dislike her yes um so it's essentially. It's, it, I feel yeah, it's very, rough for her. Very very like kind of simple premise, but it's uh it unravels like all kind of like opens up a lot of different uh th- things within the family, which is quite cool to, well, it's fun to watch. I guess that's entertainment for you, entertaining value. Um, exactly. and then yeah, so that's essentially it. It's not um, it's not a very complicated film at all. But it's just got a very good and it, cast. And it's, only, and it's short, isn't it? It's only, yeah, it's like, I think it's only um, like 90 minutes or something. 104 minutes in total. There you go. I guess that includes credits. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, um, so... Um, did you think this... So do you think this is a bad film? Or why do you think this is a bad... Do you think this is a bad film? Yes or no and why? I feel like this is a complicated question for this film in particular. I agree. Because <laughs> I, I had I, so much yeah. fun watching this film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a bad film because I will watch it every time it comes on TV. Yes. 100%. And I do watch it at Christmas. And I don't know why I like it. It has, a, it has a very the, warm feeling to it, I think. Yeah, exactly. I think it's because it's shot really well. I really, really like all the shots of the house of the lighting the tone i really like that stuff in the film the attention to detail is really nice i like how they dress the house um for anyone that's not a film nerd you're not gonna enjoy this part of the podcast but i'm really like obsessed with that i'm obsessed with their weird fashion which i really love i love the addition of turtlenecks everywhere how do they Um, make diane keaton is always wearing a shirt 
Yes. Yeah. But she's wearing a shirt with her loungewear. None of it makes sense. The rigidest collar I've ever seen. And her <laughs> and um, the man that plays Kelly, who is his, what is his name? Craig like, T. Uh, Nelson. Craig uh, T. Uh, I love also him. Known, and what a brilliant pairing. What a brilliant pairing. But also, um, if no one knows who Craig T. Craig T. Nelson is, he is the voice of Mr. Incredible. So there you go. Mr. Incredible from The Incredibles. <laughs> also Parenthood, if anyone has watched that. <laughs> but yeah, probably more like The Incredibles. A, I, yeah, and I feel like they're a brilliant on-screen they, parental couple. They which are. is so... It's. I feel like when, in a film like this, where the film centres around the... Kind of centres around the parents and just the family unit in general, it's really important to have like two parents that are that work well together and they have good chemistry and I really believe that they're a couple, it's great. Um, yes, I believe that they're It a is a bad film because all of the characters are so unrealistic. Sarah Jessica Parker is at her worst. I hate her in this film and I know you're not supposed to like her and I don't like her, I don't think. I've, I've only ever liked her in Hocus Pocus <laughs> and which is like a, a hot take here but yeah, I just don't, I don't think any of the characters have it anything like massively redeeming on them and then it kind of goes through all this thing of them having this vitriol of them arguing all the time and all this drama coming out and then it ends in like a shit cookie cutter holiday romance fantasy that just would not happen like i'm sorry you're not taking your girlfriend home to meet your family and then she's having such a rough time that she invites her sister who then falls in love with said boyfriend and Mm -hmm. then she and then the and then what the original girlfriend gets with his bro- brother like it doesn't it's so incestuous it doesn't make sense who wrote this script i don't understand yeah so <laughs> literally <laughs> that's uh, all the points made <laughs> um yeah. but in the like going back to like that question i kind of agree because i generally had a very good time watching this film cuz like i guess in our previous episodes i haven't actually enjoyed watching them uh like it like maybe i've had like a laugh here or there or i've had like a reaction but like this one i actually had like a fun time like i could i will watch it again i'll probably like watch it because it's now december like i'll probably watch it again up on the lead up to christmas and it like like you said it's just it's like the it's like the most polished version of a family with realistically like other than like the mum's illness, there's not really anything wrong, and I think it's because yeah. they also don't delve into like the specifically the kids. They don't delve into the kids' pasts enough. Like we just kind of like accept that like Rachel McAdams' character is a bit of a like a shitstirer <laughs> and like quite direct yeah. and honest, which is fine. That's that's complete like. But also, Never. like, are we just not going to talk about the fact that she has no sibling chemistry with Derek Mulroney whatsoever? Oh my god, I know. Like, I wonder if that's, like, this is... I wrote this down as, like, is the age difference, like, that big that they don't have a relationship? Because that's... Mm, I'm sorry, but some of my brothers are way older than I am. Yeah, not, so, like, but... We're not the, like that at all. No, exactly. So is it? Is it? Is it... Could it... It can't really, like, be blamed... It could... If... It could be, like... Mm, my, I guess I was like thinking like is it age difference to the point where they haven't spent they don't they because of the age difference they've not actually spent a lot of time together and like I guess that they feel such a like tight-knit family that spends a lot of time yeah. together or, I mean I although like they now all live that much, he's not that much older than her though well, I can't figure it out <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look, yeah he doesn't look that much older than her 
I said, I mean, in the first 10 minutes of the film, we are introduced to uh, the older son who's and, and uh, Meredith, Sarah Jessica Parker's character in a shopping, like a department store. And they're like oh, yeah. ordering. And he hangs up the phone off for Oh, I loved it. Like, working. do you know what? Okay, I think I, I wrote down, I said, this is one of the best introductions of a character without the character being saying anything like i thought that was actually quite good that's a good way to introduce how a character is without them the actual character being having to like explain it themselves you know like it's the reaction yeah, of someone yeah, exactly. else exactly it's not yeah it's not overtly explaining and he doesn't have to say he doesn't say a single word does no, he apart it's from all, to the, it's, the clerk yeah it's it's, it's all his act, like body acting and it's really nice yeah i thought it was really clever i also wrote down maybe this is just me i wrote down that the introductory credits are really nice because they're festive <laughs> but yeah, they're they so look festive. like they look very the like graphics are great retro they're very retro graphics like christmas i mean this is 2005 also i wrote down flip phones there's so many flip phones yeah. in this film <laughs> with the little antennas as well <laughs> which is my favorite and thing. there was a bit i don't know when it was probably multiple shot times has happened but there was a close-up of the phone and it even said t-mobile on it so like back when like <laughs> um like the company that you were with branded the phone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which i like um, it feels like such an archaic thing now but um i really like the f- like the first 10 minutes i guess is just to kind of set up and introduce sarah jessica parker it's as a so character good. it's so good the way that every character is introduced is really good so meredith has that really tight bun that kind of makes you like cringe looking at her hair because it's like ow it's so tight sarah dickerson parker does this really good wet like thing i think so i could okay we i don't i agree with you i don't like sarah dickerson parker's character at all meredith i'll call her meredith because sarah dickerson parker's a mouthful but meredith i don't like her character she's an awful person and she's an awful awful character and i feel that there is nothing redeeming about her all likable but sarah dickerson parker acts annoying acts that so well and she's always yeah. she's like she's got it she the the bun is really tight so it brings up her like lifts her face up or opens her face up and you can see how like like held in she is like she's so tightly wound it's like she's yeah and she even holds herself and i also found it really interesting that throughout the whole film, she does not ever not wear heels. She's always wearing heels. It, oh, we'll talk about that afterwards because I have a lot. I have a bone to pick about that. But so so she comes in with the bun. Meredith comes in with the bun. She's like really tightly wound. She's on the phone. She's you can tell she's uptight. So that's a good characterization. And then, um, oh my god, what is his name? Everett. Um, Dara Mulroney's character. I really he's, don't. Li- I really don't like that name. Her. Sorry. I know, but you know, <laughs> so we're, we're not Americans, so it's harder. It's harder for us to relate. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then and then he slams down the phone for her, and he's just like, "Yeah, we're not doing this," which is a bit bad bitch power move, which we like. Um, and then they have their little credits, and then each of the family members is kind of introduced in like a quite a homely way. They're all coming home for Christmas. So Thad comes in um, with his partner, Patrick. He's deaf. And they're just really... It's really nice. They don't overtly... Um, I don't know how I don't know how to describe it. They don't make it into, like, a massive big deal, which is exactly how they would do it if, like, if that was your real family, which is nice. And then when they show Amy coming in, she just has a washing basket full of her stuff, which is my favourite thing in this film. And she's just like... <laughs> 
drops all of her stuff in the snow and she's so angry already and it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I really like... Um... I really like how they, yeah, that how like you said, how they introduce people. Is it is it Ben who is like the last to be introduced? Yeah, the yeah, he, Luke Wilson's character. Luke Wilson, yeah. who yes, I agree, is the best uh, Wilson brother. <laughs> he's yeah. um, I agree with that. He's there's just something about him in it. Um, I really do like him, and I think he's really well. I think this this film is really well casted. Um, yes, we watching it, and agree. someone said that maybe if. Paul Rudd had been Ty Giordano's character. But then I'm just like, I like that he was... I like that it's an actual deaf actor playing a deaf person. No, I think it would have been... I think it would have then aged badly. I think that would have been yeah. part of the, bit, I mean, the bits that... I mean, it does... Aged. Some of it does age badly, though. We'll get onto that later. Yeah, it, it would have aged but, even worse if it was um, yeah. a non-deaf like deaf actor. Like, yeah. Like... You need to. It's no, kind definitely. of the same with every kind of like, if um, pe- like part of like representation, doesn't it? Kind of comes under that whole uh, conversation. You need to actors should be, you know, represented, or like parts should exactly. be represented properly or played properly. Um, exactly. And then shout out to just Elizabeth Reza, just as mate Susanna, mate, love her, love her. She's so beautiful yeah. as well. <laughs> I know. Just like obsessed with that. Also, side note, it took me like a good half, like it took me like halfway through the film to realize that she was pregnant. Like, because I think like every shot <laughs> of her mean? was She's her just waddling around the whole time. No, I feel like every shot of her was her just sitting down, or was I just not? Yeah, because she's pregnant. <laughs> She was, or she, she had her, just full of food. She had her like kid with her, so I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like she's cool. there, but um, I completely like. So what we what like I mentioned, I'd watched this a couple of years ago back with you at Christmas, but then I kind of like remembered it vaguely, but not like all the details. So I couldn't remember if like her hinting to her like husband coming on Christmas Day was like actually like oh, are they getting a divorce? And I completely like was like, mm. is that actually happening? No, that's not happening. That's not the drama that happens okay. in this family. That's, no, 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 not at all. That's not yeah. what happens. I, that was literally just me just like completely going blank. I um, found it... So like, Rachel, we kind of get set up because we meet Rachel Adams' character. What's her name? Yeah. Beth. Amy. Amy, Amy, Amy. And Beth! She... <laughs> Beth. We you just picked some random name out of the air. I love it. <laughs> Sorry. No, Amy. 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 The mean sister. I literally have it right in front of me as well. I'm so stupid. Anyway, she um is the only person out of the whole family that has met uh, Meredith before the te- day, and she um and she didn't like her at all. So she, I think it's like kind of like set up that she's that's what she already like. That's why the so the rest of the family haven't met them, but Amy's already going in with a kind of like opinion that she's not a like good. Her. I don't like yeah, her, and exactly. so automatically kind of makes like digs and jokes about her, which I then follow up with like they obviously mention that like of course the most annoying character has to have a very annoying tick and a very annoying thing, and that's her <laughs> throat clearing. Oh, it's so horrible! It's, it's the so worst horrible. thing because it's also so rude. Like it's it's pain. Yeah. It's like painfully rude. And I like if I was around someone like that, I would literally just like, I walk off. Like I'd literally just leave them. <laughs> I wouldn't like. How the hell are you supposed to like be in a room with someone who like is so co- like just talk? 
Like, if you want someone's attention, just talk. Like, I'm getting... Okay, this is unrelated. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting annoyed no, about it. It's like a fictional thing. But this... the, the, <laughs> the, the, um, the thing I really like, I found quite funny was, like, they were watching outside the window of, like, Meredith and Everett pulling up in the car and they like also that's not true that's such a good family observation because we all do it i have a big family and literally if you know that someone's bringing someone home i have never met outside and you wait honestly like my family do it too especially my mom especially my mom my like (laughs) she always does (laughs) what like so true and then um but the thing is i heard it first there in that scene when we when they first saw Meredith and Everett pull up is Amy's like little mimic of the, the throat cough, the throat, they came with the throat. And I thought, Oh, that's funny. Cause that's also that's something so I, funny. Cause she, cause that's something I would do too. Yeah, definitely. And it's so funny cause she does it. So she does it so much throughout the film and it's, it's just, it's funny every time she does it. It's the most subtle it's, dick it's, as well. It's such a yeah, good, and it's such it's a so sibling good. thing to do. Like yeah. your sibling being such a, like such a dick about it. Yeah. it's so funny because it's and also it's so true because it's not like because also a, th- a throat clearer clear throat clearer <laughs> a throat clear is like clearing your throat it's not like it's not a personality thing it's just like a sh- it's like a weird thing that people do like they could stop doing it so it's not like she's actually saying that she's making a dig directly at the personality of someone she's just like mimicking actions i'm trying to basically say that it's actually not as bad as like it's made out to be in the film sort of but i feel like only also justifying it to myself because i would probably do something similar and i want to seem like seem like a good person still um (laughs) Um, my thing is they got they get they get out of the car and they're literally in a snow in a snow covered area new england my um, woman is wearing She's wearing, she knows that she's going to New England and she's wearing a blazer and heels. It's conne- Connecticut park? to be exact. Our jog, like, I kind of vaguely know where that is. Um, okay. So it's like, yeah, so it's going to be but so... But they get a shit ton of snow, right? So much snow because it's knows, very north. It's, it's, it's and she r- knows that there's snow there. She knows where she's going. She's very planned out. They're both planned out. They know where they're going. What are you doing? I definitely do and think then, that a lot of the clothes are wrong for the season. As comfortable yeah, as they, they like look and as nice as they make But it's definitely look. I I like it because it's kind of like it's dressing for the character, which I enjoy. You know, I enjoy that. Because um, yeah, there's a scene later where she's where her and Everett are having kind of an argument in Amy's room, and she's putting her clothes away onto the rack, and it's just blazer after blazer after blazer, and there's just like suits and matchy things, and she wears a fucking waistcoat at one point, and I'm just like, yeah. I love it because it it's. It's obviously dressing for the character. I like it. I like those little details in films. But I'm just like, does it have to be this obvious? Yeah, I wrote down that. So I can't remember um, Susanna's daughter's name. But she broke Meredith's shoe quite early on in the beginning. Can we talk about that stupid kid and her stupid obsession with the shoe? What is it? Every time... (laughs) So the first time she sees her... The kid's name is Elizabeth. And she's like, I really like your shoes. And then, sorry, that was a really bad American accent. I'm going to cut that out. She's like, I really (laughs) like your shoes. Um, I think that's the first thing that she says to her. The kid says to Meredith. Yeah. And then everyone just awkwardly looks at her shoes. And then she's just running. This kid is running amok in the house, 
with someone else's shoes on who she's never met and no one says a thing. Like, this is why you can tell it's a white family. Because if that was a brown family, A, you take your damn shoes off. And B, like, you're not walking around in someone's shoes and then breaking them. And then everyone's like, oh, what a shame. We'll get some glue. We'll get some glue. And then, like, first of all, I think it's an American thing. Because British people, maybe others, also other nations too, don't wear shoes inside the house. We have indoor shoes. Yeah. Um, Bitch, don't. Just don't, don't wear shoes. Bring, in, don't wear shoes in my house. Don't wear shoes Take in your house. Off. Why are you bringing dirt in? Like, why are you bringing dirt into the house? Like, I don't understand mm. it. It's such a like a weird thing to do. Like, why? Like, you might as well. What doesn't make any sense? Second of all, <laughs> the funny thing, the why I brought up is because you were talking about outfits and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, Meredith basically like takes the shoe, snatches it really like quite roughly off the kid, off Elizabeth, yeah. and was like. I now I like I planned my outfit around that like shoe like she pla like it was that kind of attention to detail <laughs> that yeah. I found was like she, oh she says does oh, she God. say like I planned for that like that shoe no she says I have she says I have another I think I have another another pair to go with that outfit yeah like hinting that she's planned outfits for each day yeah 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 and they all sure. inc- do and like I mean they all include high heels but like again yeah read the bloody room mate come on but also i'm 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 also like i find it yeah she does rip them out of this kid's hand but then i'm also like i would be pissed off if that was if that was me yes like what some some bratty little kid that you don't know and is not related to you has just broken your shoes and everyone's just cool with it no one's like i don't know everyone just seems to dislike her immediately and i feel like it is quite harsh she's an annoying character but then i'm also like ouch this would hurt like if if that was your partner, if that was you, you'd just be like, oof. Yeah, I agree. I just feel like it was, like, one of... It was such a... It was also quite early on, so it was, like, such a weird... Into, like, a weird... Like, it was... I don't know. If that happened to me so early on, meeting complete meeting a very new family, I would feel so uncomfortable because that's, like, kind of... It sets the tone for, like, the rest of things, the rest of stuff. Like, just the idea of snatching something out of a kid's hand. I know... I know that kids are annoying, and I know that they but are prone also, to But also, they make it. But they also make it seem like she's a bad person for being upset that about anyway. it. Yeah, but they also like because as soon as she comes into the house and meets Dad, she's like shouting at him because he's oh deaf. Oh my god! And it's aged so badly. It's so we watched un- it. We were watching it, and I was cringing so hard. I was so uncomfortable. And he, he was just like, "Why is she shouting?" <laughs> I was just sitting there with my hands over my eyes. Like, I had, oh, I no, have, I did want to. I had like a bone to pick with that thing because surely, I mean, maybe this is also actually that might have been more Everett's fault because and not hers as much because he could have told her. He'd obviously told her that he has a deaf brother. That's fine, and he's then also in a relation like he's gay and happily in a relationship. Um, but like, wouldn't you tell your girlfriend who you're bringing to meet your family for the first time, like a few bits of sign language or a few bits of like how to like, like you don't need to like talk, shout at a deaf, um, a person who's deaf and you don't need to like enunciate, like the best you can do is like probably like speak slower just because they can lip read if they can. Like, wouldn't he, wouldn't you expect... I would have expected Everett to explain a bit more than just... Like, because it felt like all he had done was this part... Like, in passing, mentioned that he had a deaf brother and not prepared Meredith for a good way to communicate with him because she obviously doesn't know sign language. And um, so 
isn't that also on Everett as well? I feel. You yeah, know? that's a valid point, but she keeps doing it. I feel like after like, you film, can, you can, yeah. After the first, I feel like you can, you can potentially excuse the first one. Like it is ableist, but like I'll excuse the first one. But then the rest of them, I'm just like, this is not a character trait that you should have kept in. But if I was in post, I would have cut that out. Also, I think I don't think it's necessary to the film. Like we we already don't like her. I feel like from then you just from stuff like that, and then the the racist stuff that she does. Oh my god, don't! It makes you like I don't root for her. Like I don't care about her character. It makes me really angry, and I feel like for her to then get a happy ending makes me really annoyed about it. Yeah, she's not a good person. There is no redeeming factors about her, and like. We ha- I mean, we can talk about um, hmm, Sybil and like her resp- reaction to um, the like the mum's reaction to Meredith as well. I think that's really yeah. like interesting because the whole the whole kind of um, plot point, like the plot point, is that Eric, like Eric, um, uh, Everett wants to propose. Everett wants to get the ring from the grandmother's from ring, yeah, which yeah, is like yeah. a family heirloom. The stone in the yeah, the family surname is Stone, and then it's the stone. Yeah. Oh my god! Anyway, and then the <laughs> so big many levels. There's so many levels, <laughs> and um, and he she says no because she doesn't like Sarah Jessica. She doesn't like Meredith. <laughs> I it just like, makes it made me laugh. It's so harsh, yeah. but it it did actually make me laugh. Like I guess that she has, and she has like a good valid reason. Like, he, she wants like she's she's very she's ill and like doesn't particularly have. Um, she obviously we we know by the end of it she doesn't she does she like passes away, um, and so she obviously wants her son to like marry and be with someone who is good for him, and like it's so obvious from the get go that they aren't happy together. <laughs> So like, yeah. why would she has complete right to say no? It's just interesting how like, I think it's also we could go into this detail a bit, but like you know how like the stereotypes of like mothers like meeting like their son's girlfriend for the first time are just like mm. that weird dynamic that they always like mother in laws always have or potential mother in laws yeah, being horrible to their daughter in laws. Yeah, and things like that. And like I wrote down one of the things that like uh, I mean. <laughs> One of, the, oh, actually, yes, I'll say, okay, one of the things that stuck out for me was, like, how Sybil came down and literally shouted that there was no coffee, and it was because, like, behind her. <laughs> she was washing it up. She was yeah. washing it up, like, she's Meredith like, was washing it up. Who doesn't know the rules? She's, like, literally screaming, who doesn't know the rules? And there's literally one, only one person in the house that you know doesn't know the rules. Yeah, it's so funny. It's such a, it's such a dig without even being subtle about it, which is quite funny. Yeah. It's, but really it's, harsh. But... I think... I think this film is full of very subtle digs and it feels very like yeah. um it feels very kind of like uh like relatable. <laughs> I yeah, and I love Diane Keaton. I think she's I feel like the performances in this are really good. I don't feel like that's part of the bad part of this film. No, it's not do a you bad know what part I mean? of this like, film. I feel I like really all like the that. performances are quite stand out. They they all do they do what they're supposed to do and more. Like there's this bit where and I, I think one. This is one of my favorite acting points in the whole film is when, um, Susanna goes to check on Sybil when she's having a nap, and her and Patrick share that look. So you know that there's something wrong with her, and she goes to check on her mum, and she gets into bed with her pregnant belly behind her, and Sybil opens her eyes and she just does that lip wobble, that Diane Keaton lip wobble. <laughs> it it really got me. 
And I was just like, what what a woman, what an actress. Yes. I love stuff like that. You know, where you just see that, like, small, the small face acting, and you're just like, wow. Like, I feel that. It's very good. I did, uh, quickly going back to Meredith, because I wanted to point out some things. Which have aged again, mm-hmm. aged badly, and this might also this might be just for, this is also from my perspective because I and also my age, yeah. but like she, I'm assuming that they're like late twenties or late like early to mid thirties age wise. I want to say yeah, thirty. Why the hell is she kicking up such a fuss about sleeping in the same bed as Everett in his childhood home? Oh my god. And like, also, it doesn't make sense. The hell, because then because she then still moves out. <laughs> exactly. Also, it doesn't make sense because they literally tell this, they tell this boring, boring story of how like their meet cute and it goes on for how many that's scenes a, that's and they're just telling it through the whole it's day. Such a, it's so on purpose, isn't it, to make the audience feel as bored. I know. Yeah, and um, at the end, she's just like, and that's how we spent our first night together. And I'm just like, what? So you just told your whole fam- the whole family after you don't want to spend, after you don't want to spend time in the room together. It doesn't make because sense. I feel like maybe this film had to have one had to have someone who was again who felt awkward about that because usually because that that comment of like sleeping in your childhood, sleeping in the same bed when you were at home with your boyfriend and or girlfriend or whoever, it's always done by the parents. Yeah. But so, so but now because the parents weren't those kind of people in this family in this film, it had to be done by her, and because she's so uptight and weird about that kind of shit and then like she, yeah it already puts like such a weird vibe on things like she's uncomfortable to she's a, it kind of like maybe shows that she's uncomfortable with being a couple in front of his family which also is a red flag yeah which, and which is totally which is totally fine but then why didn't they just stay in the hotel in the first place yeah 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 fair fair also like <laughs> And also, it's deep. Imagine if you were the sister, Amy. I'd be so pissed off if I came home for Christmas and someone kicked me out of my own damn room because, like, they wouldn't want to, They didn't want to sleep with their boyfriend. Yeah, and it gives it gives what? Amy more more fuel to like dislike her as well for sure. Really? And then like the whole the whole like thing about um her like having to go to the inn because she just couldn't handle like what five minutes of the family. She was like. It was like one day or one evening. I don't even know. It was just felt so sudden. And it was such a like... Yeah, I feel like they get there and she's already upset and then yeah, she's sure. upset and then she goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, What then happens next? It's always... Oh, we could go on. We could talk... Mm-mm. Do you have a point? I have one yeah. thing, actually. Can we go yeah, back yeah. a little go, bit? Go, go, go. That That bit. So she kicks Amy out of the room. Then Amy has to sleep on the couch. And then in the morning... They're just like talking about Brad Stevenson, and the mom's just like, "Brad's the guy that popped Amy's cherry," and I'm just like, "What? <laughs> what? Who says this?" It's so a funny. and B, it's like what nine in the morning, eight in the morning, in the festive period. What? What? I guess it's this kind of. To, I guess it's a literal stranger. I guess it's that kind of family. I kind of just take it. I kind yeah. of give it as like, oh, it's this this liberal, open family that like obviously are not going to stop being themselves just because some uptight woman from the city yeah. has come around. No, but it's funny because I feel like in real life you would laugh at that, but Meredith doesn't even crack a smile. No, she feels uncomfortable, which is also a sign yeah. of the kind of person she is. If she she feels uncomfortable yeah, about like joke but- like. 
first of all sex jokes which can be like when they're done well they're funny and then like also if that's just, yeah. if they're uncomfortable with if she's uncomfortable with you know a family being themselves and come like open around her then not not good she's in the wrong she's in the wrong yeah. place but then the the next thing that happens is one of my my second favorite amy thing is that um she's just meredith is then like having a go at her saying i don't care if you like me or not and <laughs> amy's just like um oh sure you do and then she does this long slurp out of her coffee and it's so funny and it's such a boss bitch move uh, yes it's just like the comedic value is so I good. I think Rachel Moore Adams is very, very good at acting. <laughs> yeah, her timing is really good. Like she's so both unintentionally and intentionally funny. Has she been in any? I really oh no, she it. has. I mean, I was thinking. Yeah, well, in... she did Wedding Crashers, right? She was in... Yeah, I was thinking has she been in like any comedy films in, like recently? And she was in that Eurovision film, which I have not seen. Um, but she has. She's good at. She. I think. I know that she is obviously known for the Notebook and known for Mean Girls. Um, but like I think people forget that she's um a very good comedic, she's got really good comedic timing, and like this reminds me. Yeah, also, she's really good looking as a brunette. <laughs> yeah, so, I prefer her brunette. She just know, looked just really saying. good. Like this is what I was saying. She made pajamas look like attractive, and I was like, I look like yeah. a monster. Dog. And then Meredith's there in her heels, and it's like what eight a.m. or whatever. Yeah, no, so, God awful so time. So much like effort that i do not possess um and then what else oh, i guess like the one of the biggest turning points is the dinner yeah but before we talk about that can we also talk about i think this bit is good in the film where everett he has that like angry speech at his family and i kind of like it it shows that he's really not into Amy as a... Like, they have some sort of sibling hatred or whatever. I don't think they have any chemistry. It just kind of looks like he wants to punch her in the face all the time. But he does this thing where he... Even though he might not... We might not feel the chemistry between him and SJP. Um, or, like, them in a, their relationship or whatever. Um, he does that thing where he sticks up for her. Which I don't feel like you get in a lot of these kinds of films. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, like the guy always just kind of rolls over, like listens to his family, or the other way around, they like run off and elope. But like they never have that confrontation, which I enjoy. Um, and I think it's like I think it was a good, a good thing. I don't know if it has it's like it's a good thing to have its place in a festive, quote unquote festive drama, just because, you know, I feel like people are like that around the holidays, and then it's nice to see your partner stick up for you in any shape or form and I don't I feel think, like you yeah, really see it. Yeah, because I think there was I think there was a bit where it might probably was Meredith, but it was a bit where like or was it the was it the dad? I can't remember who said it, but he they were talking to Everett and they were saying I think it probably was Meredith, but they were saying, Oh, you're starting to like you're starting to actually believe what they think about me, I think. Like 'cause You're he, starting to look at me like they do, yeah. Yeah, and it was like all to do and like because I get, I understand the the point. I understand the perspective of being like this, the girlfriend of a person going into a new family, meeting everyone. Like, it's first of all, you're away from your own family on the holidays. You don't. You're in a new place, a new house with loads of new people, and the one person mm-hmm. that you th- can, you could probably count on to stick up for you, 
you can't guarantee that you're like starting to not guarantee that they could stick up for you so it is nice when he does um yeah so yeah i also i mean like we're also hmm i did find it quite interesting because you mentioned earlier that like Susanna um finds out that like all knows that her mum is ill by hugging her which is a nice moment then the yeah. dad Kerry tells Luke Wilson's character Ben at like a random football stadium <laughs> oh like, yeah why yeah. are they seeing in the bleachers it doesn't I, make sense. I feel like that's like an American like, they, guy thing I don't are they, really brownie? are they weed brownies I hope they are I hope they are I wish yeah. oh, miss those anyway um <laughs> um yeah I hope they are but um no because I was just thinking like realistically that's that's two so far people that know and then we don't and then Everett finds out like a bit like on Christmas day which like a lot of really sad things get told on Christmas <laughs> day which is yeah, also definitely. a very odd thing like you try and make Christmas day quite happy um yeah I mean, I also kind of want to chat about uh, the breakfast that set, that Meredith tries to cook <laughs> or prepare oh. at least. And I yep. think it was um, Fad's boyfriend says Patrick husband pa- Patrick. Pa- husband or pa- yeah um, Patrick says I think it's him. Or someone else in the family basically says... No, you're right, you're right. He says, isn't ever allowed to... Edit to mushrooms and she doesn't know. And I was just thinking, how do you not know? <laughs> how do it you It makes not... me think, like, how how long have they been together? Because how long... obviously yes. everyone's, so, everyone's so against her. But then I wonder how long they've been together that they've never met her. So maybe that's also an indicator. Like, I feel like that's kind of the stuff that... It's like the basic stuff, like... I don't know. It's like stuff that you would... It kind of comes under, like, favourite colour. doesn't come under favourite colour. But, like, it's it's still stuff that you would know, especially if, you, like, if you're at the stage of meeting their family as well, surely. Yeah, but, I like, mean, you know that about random people. You know what, like... You know what people are allergic to, because not that many pe- people are allergic to that many things, I feel like. So you also, know when people are um, allergic to something. I, f- I do feel... Uh, maybe this Okay, okay. Maybe this is an American thing. But Americans seem to be allergic to very random things that don't have very m- many links to actual, like, health stuff. We could cut that out. It might be quite offensive. But I'm just, like, thinking back to, like, how... <laughs> no, but I'm just Like, think- Ross from Friends is randomly allergic to, like, kiwi and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean... I mean, I... Allergic... Allergens? Wow, what was that? <laughs> allergic reactions are just a thing, right? And if you have a, even if you have a friend, you know what they're allergic to because you don't want them to die when you go for dinner. Yeah, and also like, I'm do you know what I mean? So like, how would you not I... know that about your partner? And uh, now yeah. I'm looking at Robin and ask and wondering if I know what he's allergic to. Are you allergic to anything? No. Uh, I would say I'm I'm cut a... all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I would consider myself allergic to coffee. Just because I've like formed intolerance to it now, that's about it. Um, yeah, I just yeah, found but you it wouldn't quite... die if you had coffee. Do you know what I mean? No, like... we don't know the extent um, of Everett's like allergy, but we. Well, just I mean, know the that fact that they're just them. picking them out and then they're just like, we're just gonna pick them out and then it will be fine. Like they didn't touch it; it's fine, even though it looks like an egg-based dish. So it would definitely be that. 
m- mushroom essence would be in the sauce. Oh so God. I don't know. I don't know how allergies work. Scientists hit us up. Don't know. <laughs> but like, what? I, I feel like that's not how it works. Like, you know, if you put like a, it does, is it the same as like peanut allergies where some people are severe, severely allergic? They have to have an like then, right? Yeah, that's like what then? happens if you're allergic to mushrooms? Is it like essence of mushroom makes you your face swell up or will you die? I don't know. Someone tell me. Does it is it all fungi or is it just <laughs> a specific chestnut mushroom? That's what that, that these are the questions. A button mushroom. <laughs> Shiitake mushroom. Is it? The, I don't know. Is it? The, is it? Is it? So, so, but so only just chestnut mushrooms, but not portobello because they're the they're the big ones. They're the nice ones. <laughs> Portobellos are fine. Oh my goodness. Oh, um, no. Yeah, I don't know. I just found it yeah very very surprising that she didn't know that. And but I mean, I kind of I feel like that's a good plot point because not a plot point because it's not a plot point but it's a good um indicator thing when you re- yeah and it's a good thing when you rewatch it because sometimes you might not pick up on it but then you think why does she not know that how long have they been going out and then is that why people don't want them to get married and that's why like people are yeah because what how would you i feel like how would you not know that about your partner also if they but then yes so this also brings now thinking about it if you're like how if he she doesn't know that he's allergic to mushrooms which is probably a very important this is a very important thing to know about who you're with they have they're now so we're assuming that they've been together for a short amount of time why the hell are you now asking someone that you know no you know deep down that you don't love to marry you that and also the fact that your whole family is like nah I don't like her oh I have a point I do <laughs> yes very true yeah <laughs> I do have a point also because she get like okay this is also from the beginning of the film because <laughs> I keep remembering bits but like I wrote it down because we're about to also we kind of get to I mean we get to the part where we meet Claire Danes which oh, yeah oh, oh let's talk about that Claire Danes um so she brings her sister <laughs> to a random family oh my god this is such a mess also what she she was just like oh yeah can you come she was just like like the sister doesn't have a life of her own what what so she she's given up christmas with her whole family to come because you're having a bad time but also you didn't ask the family if she could come like what if they didn't have enough whatever what if they were like I don't know. It's I think just that's weird, isn't I it? I think that's what I would have been annoyed actually about. Like, if I was like, if it was my house, I'd be like, you're just randomly inviting someone else that we don't know that is unrelated to any of us into my house, and you expect to, us to feed them and home them, and yeah, have food. Which for is them? like the more the merrier, whatever. But like, uh, how would she have guaranteed that there would be a space at the inn for her? And also, how far apart are these places that she's just come? Also, like. Isn't they America almost... really big? Like, how would how logistically how would it work? Tell me. They took tell me a that. bus, so from. Oh yeah, so it can't be that far, right? It can't be that. They should all be re- but then realistically why did, in the New England. But then also, why didn't? Yeah, and then why would I don't know? Why would she come? Because what is the date? Like, isn't she coming then on Christmas Day and then leaving on Christmas no, Day or she... coming on Christmas Eve? She comes on like Christmas Eve, I think, because they have one night. They have that one night where they have to because it's the night oh, before. Oh yeah, because the dinner. They, the they dinner, have the to like dinner. the dinner and they have to ex- like look for her. So Claire Danes arrives. Claire Danes, what a beauty! 
I know, but can I just say that but... they do that really annoying thing of like, oh, she's cute, she's quirky, and then she falls off the bus like, oh, you know, I'm just oh, I clumsy. Hated it. <laughs> yeah, it's really annoying. I hate it. Like, I hate keep... it when they do lazy stuff like that. Yeah, I don't like it. It's also not, again, not realistic. Women have steady feet. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like we 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 can lose our balance occasionally. She doesn't wear heels. She's more less. She's less likely to work, like lose her balance. Sarah Jessica Parker would be one to fall over more lightly. Um, so I. But the thing is, okay. So let me tell you. This is my point. My point was when at the beginning. So this is this happened because we're now meeting Claire Danes. This happened before when Sarah. So Meredith and Everett came to the house, opened the door, and I think it was Ben who opened the door. For them and Sarah Jessica Walker just looked at him like and it, there was like that moment with the with the sound and it was just like that like little spark like moment where he's like where they're I just like no I know what you're talking about it's and it's when, like wow well, there's suddenly he's like really attractive and then like Everett does that no, with Claire no, no, it's when it's when like so Everett comes down the stairs and he's like Everett in a tie and they do that weird bit like I'm running for men I'm just like this is not funny have they never and seen and then Meredith comes down the stairs and then they have that weird attractive fizzle um that's what i'm gonna call it tm <laughs> attractive fizzle what um but that's what i'm calling it i don't know how to ask to attract i don't know attraction someone help me i don't know um but then I can't help you. and then he just but then he keeps he keeps saying stuff. this keeps is like i'm weird he keeps saying stuff like don't dilly dally pretty lady ill why would anyone say that first that's of all so disgusting. secondly are you going to say that to your brother's girlfriend? I this don't think so. Okay, this is when it starts to get weird. This is, okay, a very early And one. then, and also, on your point, they also, you know when she leaves for the inn to check in, he's just standing outside the car window and, like, thrusting, like, thrusting his grin at her, oh, which is so really weird. weird. Yeah, so Ben is a weird character <laughs> from what we get. But what, like, I'm just interested in the fact that, like, so Meredith sees ben and is like wow he's hot and then like there's like this like flirtation thing that is very like one-sided until christmas eve and then claire danes comes and then the the weird moment of attraction happens again for Everett and claire danes and i'm just kind of like movies love to do that where they love to just zone in on a face and just yeah. like wow you're so like pretty it's like kind of like oh wow they're like taken back by it i mean like we've all been there but like it's not like that in real life, really. Like I just like but thought it was I interesting. I also hated it. Like I hate it too because I really hate the kind of like swapping. Like I hate the fact that like they're just like swapping siblings, and that's a whole other. That's like I just hate it. I just hate that's the bit. This is the bit of the film I really just like because I'm just like, no, you wouldn't do that. And like yes, you no. wouldn't. Like I know that it seems like Ben loves to kind of he kind of similar to Amy loves to take the piss loves to joke around but there's a kind of a line i would say but then okay now we can move on to the dinner the dinner oh my god the dinner i am like this film i will give it credit this film was very progressive for 2005 with the way of the language that they were using and stuff about talking because in 2005, marriage, gay marriage was not legal, so they were set technically partners. But oh um, shit! But like, oh yeah, watching it in hindsight is probably not a good thing. No, so 
I mean, marriage, gay marriage has been legalised in the UK for now for five years. You know what? I feel like that's ridiculous because that's so, that's really not that long ago. I feel like it should have been like 20 I mean, years ago at convert, least. Conversion. At least. Like, yeah. I, Con- I can't believe it's a thing, but. Off topic, conversion I therapy mean, that, is still illegal that, here. <laughs> yeah, but, I know. That's why I'm saying I can't, I can't believe that's the thing still. Yeah, I can't even like. What are you doing? That's it, it, that's not how it works. It's also twenty twenty. Um, like if you're if if you're home. But I mean, what are we talking about? We're talking about um, we're talking about a society where like people are still being killed for the color of their skin. So yeah, there's so. Can much you wrong. can we believe it? Yes, we can. But so we are wrong with we are disappointed. World. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, um, <laughs> I'm so, I'm but so I'm probably tired. but people are probably more tired than me. So, <laughs> I can't complain. Um. Yeah, I just thought, and it was, okay, my biggest, well, one of my biggest pet peeves about this whole scene, first of all, lovely time, they all, they found, they found a seat miraculously for Claire Danes, even though that she came mm-hmm. unannounced, that's fine, um, it's just like, the thing, okay, I get that, like, so when I say that the, the, even though for 2005, the, the language felt progressive, on the flip side, it also didn't because it's the dumbest. It's like the most. It's the most archaic and old-fashioned and like dumbest argument to ever make about because they they get onto the topic of um, Thad and Patrick look at they're planning to adopt a child and they don't particularly mm. and Claire Danes like asks oh do you because Patrick is black and Thad is white do they and she asks do you care about like the race of your kid and they're like nah which I and I also don't think I feel like. Um, Meredith's character made that out like it was controversial. I don't think it's a controversial question. No, to ask like if you prefer controversial at all. Well, not if you prefer. It's just like you know. It's probably like the best. It's probably like the only. I mean, it's. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's that controversial, personally. I think it's like it's just probably like, yeah. But then like, sorry, go on. Yeah, I what I thought was the worst was the worst thing. Obviously, Meredith like basically dug herself into like the worst possible hole. Is that first yep. of all she hinted, she highlights that she thinks that being gay is a choice, which we all know is not true, and that the family yep. also agree that it's not a choice. It's like you're born the way you're born. Um, she also d- talks about like nature versus nurture, and I'm just like, mate, there are some kids, and I just thought, okay, this age old argument that you think that a kid is going to be brought up perfectly because they have a man and a, they have a woman and a man looking after them, <laughs> it's so. No, just what? like there's some kids who are desperate for like two loving parents, no matter what they are. Like, get over yourself. And then it was like also like, um, and then it's just like it feels like it's all those arguments that now feel like we've progressed so far. I want to say this might also like I mean I feel like we've progressed further away from because it's like some it's stuff that feels like such an old argument for that kind of stuff. And then she moves on to like she fumbles over her words essentially she can't because she's so under pressure and realizes that she's digging herself into a hole she then basically says don't you want like a normal like oh i think it's because the because diane keaton jokes about how she wish she like she jokes about how she She wanted all her boys to be gay like all her boys to be gay because she wanted them to stay at home and she was like and like meredith like meredith didn't get the joke essentially she didn't like catch yeah and i feel like i feel like she could have just left it there and this is what I don't like about this film. I think it's a bad film because the characterization of Meredith is like she's been living under a rock and has no social skills she whatsoever. She lives in Manhattan, works in Manhattan. How the fuck is she like so 
unaware of what is happening in society. Yeah. Like, and, why and is she also, so unaware? she does stuff like... Yeah, and she does things that are, like, um, are ridiculous because you... So you're supposed to believe that she's a high-powered executive in Manhattan that manages the Asian market, right? So she, that's her supposed right. job. So she has to network with people. And also, she has to be aware of things. And she has to not... I don't know why she why she like messes up so much in her speech and stuff because she must deal with people all the time but they act like she has no social skills and she can't string together a sentence yeah she's and then she's shown to be really yeah she's shown to be like in she's shown to her she's shown to be like a person in a very like who can deal with a high pressured scenario yeah. So when is it? And is then, it? Is it suddenly because it's got emotional also, that it's hard, difficult for her? Exactly, but also in a leadership position, and she's kind of a pushover in this film. Yeah, um, I agree. Which I feel like is really, it's weird because, you know, then make I don't know, give her a different backstory, but it's really annoying. And then she says something like, "You didn't really, oh, you didn't really hope for gay children, did you?" And it's one of those things that's like a social cue right so i don't understand how you wouldn't pick up on that i guess it's it's part of it's the pivotal part of the film so from there how do you recover like even if even if people um forgive you that it's an honest mistake or you know are willing are willing to let it slide so earlier in the film she talks they have that argument when they're playing charades because she's pointing at Patrick and using him as like the black in the bride wore black and Amy like calls her out on it and she's like I, I wasn't pointing at him blah 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 so like that that casual racism and then the casual bigotry about gay marriage and then then she hits Patrick twice because she's like Patrick you must understand what I'm saying oh that like, baby that was black. so painful <laughs> that was and so just like, awful to watch as you watch this yeah and as you watch it how do you recover that as a character and then give them a happy ending within that family so she then ends up spoilers she ends up with Ben the other brother and it's just like would you why would you want that person in your family? Why would you see that happen at the dinner table and be like, that's the girl for me? Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Because, and like, I just don't feel like... I don't feel like it, it reconciles itself, you know? Because she never... She also never apologises to Beth. Yes! To, to oh, that. my God, that's such a good point. She never apologises. She never apologises. And um, Everett is really pissed off because he's just like... What does he say? He says something like... She's annoyed that he didn't stand why don't up you for her. And I'm yeah, like, right, I, why, then why the hell, but like, why would he stand up for you? You're being a twat. Yeah, exactly. But he says something like, why Why don't you say what it is you're trying to say or something like that? And then, so you can tell that he's pissed off. Then Kelly, the dad, is like, that's enough. And then he shouts at her because she won't stop talking, which is ridiculous. Just Oh my God, I hate up. it. I hate that she yeah. just doesn't stop talking. And also we'll get because, a, another point that she doesn't listen either, which is another yeah, that Yeah, and also it's like... um. I feel like people do that, but in their own families, it's weird that she's she's like a pushover, but then she's ballsy enough to keep talking at this family that's not hers. Like when someone's literally told her to shut the fuck up and she just doesn't do it. And then she makes it worse for herself. And then you're supposed to feel sorry for her because she storms off upset, but it's her own fault. So what are you supposed to feel bad about for? Exactly. What are you supposed to feel bad about, sorry? Yeah. I also just like... Like, again, it's like... That whole comment of like, well, you wouldn't hope for gay 
gay children like i kind of like it kind of the fact that the joke goes over her head is one thing like just and also just like her like it, it, again that whole age-old like that very archaic way of thinking of like of people like being sad that their kids are gay not because they don't accept them but because of like the hardships they go through and i'm just like i feel like that's like valid but like if you don't if you if you're worried about your kid being gay don't have kids if you're worried about your kid's also, sexuality it's it's if you can't like oh it's very like simple like i mean that is also coming from a very like tw- that's a 2020 mindset we've been educated a lot more but like yeah you know it just like i don't know like it shouldn't your kid's sexuality just shouldn't be such shouldn't be an issue to the point where like because also i feel like how meredith is and how she was when she, watching that scene yes like uh yesterday was like um was like um just cringy awful horrible it was just so painful horrendous. to watch because it also yes. felt like she was trying to like um she was obviously very aware of the hole she was digging and instead of yeah. doing anything to get herself out of it she just kept making it worse which is kind of how you were saying that she just wouldn't stop talking and i thought yeah. and like i also the dad shouting and raising his voice. I feel like that's maybe one of the rare times he does because he's such a laid back. It's not laid back. He's very like was, he's, the the pa- the patriot that the you know the family kind of leadership, uh, and like the head couple. I guess the parents like the role of the dad and the role of the mom sort of feel like even though they kind of swapped over a bit or they've merged a bit more like the mother they is definitely quite equal, don't they? they're very equal to the point where the mother yeah. maybe still quite is more a bit of the more center, dominant a bit more dominant yeah, exactly. than center like he's he's a different he's like uh he's the um patriarch of the family but he's like um he's like cut he cut they, they've written it as a different way of it like a different yeah. perspective like he's it. not controlling i feel like she controls the family more than he does but but it doesn't mean that he's taken a back seat. It means that he's let her. Yeah, he's, he's let like her personal because her personality seems to be more dominant, and he's like the calmer, understanding, less, um, less reactive fa- p- parent figure. And then, like for him to be so angry when he's so laid back in the rest of the film, it's like it it, it does it it does what it's supposed to do. But then I just don't understand why why he's expected to apologize to her because she's in the wrong and she's also insulted his fucking family if i someone if someone brought like i mean i'm like i mean i don't know again from a perspective of now than 15 years ago but like you said if someone did that came in and said things like that how how are you supposed to be like yeah that's the person i want to be with because everyone has like the lines in the like your like lines in the sound like obviously shift as you get older but like, yeah. how does this is also like? Unfortunately, I mean, Ben is not also the best character either. He's kind of like gross. But like, how does Ben, yeah. like, be like, oh yeah, I'm just like gonna go and date the, the person who like ins- not not only insulted my brother for being deaf, but also insulted my brother for being gay and insulted my like I guess brother-in-law and the fact that they want kids. Like, mm, like that kind of like kind of shows her. Tr- like, is she like that with every other person? I don't know. Like, it yeah, just also, makes no sense to me. That's such a good point as well, because, you know, it show- the thing that you just said about tr- the true colours, because surely 
this point in time, this first, so this is the first chunk of time you've ever spent with this person. Surely they would, that's like their best behaviour. So surely it only goes downhill from there. <laughs> yes, yes. But then she, but then she runs off and tries to, badly tries to escape but crashes the car. Then he yeah. does that. Does that trope of oh yes, women driving cars—it's bad. They can't do it. They're too emotional. Oh no, bad driver. When they're too, when they're so, when they're really emotional under emotional distress, they suddenly can't. They suddenly forget that to drive. It's like their brain turns. Oh, it's so annoying. And why are we still putting it in films now? Stop it. It's like we can we handle emotions scientifically so much better than men, but we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's so annoying. And then Ben just turns up. He's like, "Hey, do you want to go to the bar?" <laughs> I feel like but that's just what happens. Doesn't tell know. anyone, and then is super weird about her relationship with Everett because you yeah. know when they go to the bar, then the are they ambulance people? They're paramedics. Yeah. Thank you. What did I just say? Ambulance um, my... people. Ambulance people. Wow. We've watched Grey's Anatomy, and we know the words. <laughs> I'm sorry, every every paramedic. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. That's our audience. Um, <laughs> That's our whole audience yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn it. Um. So they what? So they just meet in the bar, and then he's just like, oh, "What does he say?" He says something along the lines of, "This is Meredith is Everett's. Uh, Meredith is Everett. Uh, and it's really annoying. And I'm also just like." Just say that she's his friend. Just, she, just say she, it. You don't want to say... You obviously don't want to say girlfriend. You obviously know that they don't like each other. You're obviously into her. And you're yeah. having a bad time with it. And you're grappling with it. But... Yeah. I don't also, know. It's very... It's, it's very annoying. Yeah. And then this is now when we meet Brad. Brad is... Brad. A, <laughs> again, the most American name possible. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've ever met a British Brad before. <laughs> No, that's a good point. It's the funniest. We just don't shorten Bradley because we're not idiots. <laughs> I'm joking, but we know we just <laughs> like we just don't never... say that, Holly. God, Are you saying? No, but it's that... like how in America they don't shorten James to Jamie, right? You don't get very, you don't very get very I don't many hear... American I don't... Jamies. I just don't hear a very American James. James doesn't feel like a common that's American true. name. Um, that's either. True. I think um, well, that's okay, when we meet Brad. Off and... Sorry, go sorry. On. <laughs> American <laughs> names. Um, um, no, because we meet Brad and he is played by Paul Schneider, who is I gasped when I saw this because I forgot it. But that is for anyone who's watched Park and Recreation. That is um, Mark Brandanowitz from Park and Recreation. <gasps> oh, shut up! I didn't even. I did, it didn't even register in my brain. Wow. No. It's there Mark Brandonowitz, who um, obviously is like in the first two seasons of it, um, and then leaves. But yeah, that's that's why it goes. And I was like, oh wow, what this a cast... weird, what a weird <laughs> bit part to take. This cast man, this this came out way up before Parks and Rec. Park, yeah. Parks and Rec was like um, two thousand nine, I believe, first season. I'm really sure, two thousand ten maybe. So this was like five years beforehand, four years. Well, yeah, a long time ago. Um, so yeah, and he looked very young, but he looked also the exact same. So I was like, that's why I gasped. I was like, wow, he he's in a film. Um, yep. So 
we meet him. Can I just say okay. one thing though? Yeah, sure. <laughs> While this whole thing is going on, right? The sisters just sat in the Stone family house like fuck. <laughs> yes. Also, then Everett and her go on like a talk. They go on like a walk to go and find. Well, Meredith. yeah, and that's why it's weird because you are taking the your future sister-in-law Meredith is like supposedly his future sister-in-law for all intents and purposes. You're taking her somewhere and nobody knows where you're going, but you can't what you just can't text even though you all have phones. Flip phones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And also it's a small town. It's not that deep for you to be like... Yeah, we see the same shot of the same street three times. Like, it doesn't look yeah. like it's very big. Um, and Sorry, I just, I, just, just... I just wanted to say that because imagine being the sister and your sister pulls that and then is upset and then you're just sat there with a family that you don't know and you came to support your sister and she's in the wrong. For sure. I wrote down that in the bar scene that happens, we obviously have now met Brad... And then Sarah Jessica Parker starts to kind of like let her walls down a bit because she's drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and The waistcoat comes off. The waistcoat comes off. Ben then says, you have a freak flag. You should fly it high or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I and I was like, out. oh dear. If anyone said but that But he me, Also, he says it while he has his arms by, behind his head like he's in a cartoon. Oh, he tries to do... He tries to do... He, they he tries to get her to do that and tries to make her relax and like isn't that the most awkward thing you've ever seen that's not how you relax like you relax by doing literally by doing absolutely nothing or you relax in your own way but like you don't relax like that 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 doesn't sound relaxing so then i wrote drunk dancing sarah jessica parker also tries to get brad to dance with her which i felt was like such a that's such a like a drunk girl move (laughs) yeah 100 and then she's like (laughs) Can we get some pot? And I'm just like, yep. Nailed right. it. Because smoking weed after you've drank a load of beers is the best thing to do, obviously. And also, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting choice. Um, then, but then I also remembered, like, as this was happening, I was like, this is Christmas Eve. If I compare it to my Christmas Eves, I'm literally, like, in bed by this time. <laughs> leaving out cookies for Santa and everything like I'm literally like I'm so wrapped up with, like, I'm at home like who what doesn't make any sense I mean but she had a bad time right apparently yeah so. yeah fair fair, 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 fair. Um, then I wrote down do they not remember that they're dating so I think this probably was like just the general vibe of these two like parallel convers- parallel couples that were happening like yeah. we had the bar scenes and we had like so we had Ben and Meredith and then we had um Everett Claire, and Julie Julie is Claire Danes' character Judy. Julie yeah. um and Everett and I was just like do they not remember who they who are they dating and that's what I wrote and I was because Julie was going on about how like this totem pole or something yeah yeah okay and <laughs> and everett was obviously like they were really they were really vibing together yeah they're really into yeah. this to- like traveling and the like talking about all this like kind of stuff that she had done and she wants to do and then she he was like cool and like i think it, he also mentioned something that he had previously previously mentioned um with meredith because meredith told them the story the very boring long story of how they met and how he didn't, but he didn't get to go and see the one thing that he wanted to go and see. And then now, yeah. and then he's now mentioned it to Julie, like he wants to go and actually see that. 
this thing in Hong Kong. It's like statue or monument, I think, in Hong Kong. Um, yeah, uh, Lantau Island. Yes, and I think it was just like they were obviously vibing. Yeah, like complete... massively. And, it, and they always... have so much more chemistry than um, him is and this... Sarah Jessica Parker. Is this a film about love at first sight? I don't know, hon, to be honest. And also... Because like that's the only way I can sort of make film understand this. If that, if it was trying to like kind of like, I read something on the internet that it was just like because they're all grieving in different ways, they do really stupid things. But then I also don't think that that's a justification for how a how the script was written and b like the actions of any of these characters. True, but also like don't. It's not like they don't all know at this point. About the illness. Like no, they, they do. F- I so, feel like Everett, no, Everett finds out on Christmas Day and Whistled on Christmas Eve here. I know, but then he, like, I feel like he admits it on Christmas Day, but I feel like they all kind of know because, you know, she they make the point of you can't fix me even by getting married. And then he, like, has his weird his weird cry face with his mum in the kitchen which is Actually, so awkward to watch as well hated it hated it hated um, it all about all four men crying and showing emotion but did not enjoy that scene um, no, i don't know why though <laughs> um yeah i didn't like it so i um also wrote down because i think this was the most we'd seen a flip phone in like a space of two seconds like i just was like oh flip phone click it's such a satisfying sound i just needed to point that out um um then what happens oh okay then they all fall asleep and then we have like a montage of people sleeping and then it's christmas morning i really but do you know what i really like that one of sybil and kelly's relationship and they're in bed and they're obviously having sex and it's great and she's had a double mastectomy and i think it's really nice i think it's nice to see that on film you know people not people suffering, but people living with cancer and still having like a romantic relationship and their partner being supportive and stuff um, is nice. Yeah, and for it, sure. It's, and it's really, um, it's really sad, and it's like a huge bummer throughout the film. And I it feel is like, like that's kind part of like of why it's kind of really sad. Like it's the film doesn't. Feeling. Yeah, and it doesn't leave me with that warm, fuzzy, festive feeling. I feel like it is quite sad because, you know, she's the lifeblood of the family um she is she is the family stone yeah (laughs) it works on so many levels so i just wanted to give a shout out to their relationship and then i really like that scene of um elizabeth reza so what's her name susanna watching just watching um meet me in saint louis Is, is that what she's watching the one with Julie Garland in it, and she sings. Yeah. Um, um, bloody oh, it's Meet Me in St. Louis. Yes, it is. It's Julie Garland. Yeah, yeah. Have yourself a Have yourself a merry have little Christmas. Have a merry little Christmas. One of my yeah. favorite Christmas songs. Um, yeah. And it's just really wholesome. I really like that part. I think it's really nice. I, uh, and, and yeah, she's asleep with Amy. Or like Amy's asleep. Yeah, I just think I think nice. okay. I think the reason I like it is because there's loads of tones in this film with Christmas decorations and it's also in that scene of when um, Diane Keaton's character says, Sybil's sorry, says no to uh, 
um, Everett about giving him the ring. There's all these like different tones and lightings and shots that are obviously like Christmas decorations, but they're never gaudy, but always plentiful and always tasteful. And I feel like that makes me feel the most fuzziest is when she's sitting there watching Meet Me in St. Louis and like people are sleeping on her and she's trying to be quiet and she's like watching her favourite Christmas film. I don't know, it just makes me feel real cosy and Doesn't, definitely homey. I agree because I think like the thing and you mentioned it at the beginning but there's like something so nice about how the house is decorated like not even decorated just how the house is lived in and how like yeah. full it feels like it feels it's full because there's a lot of people but it's also it feels full because it feels like it's been a it's a house that's been lived in and used and the decorations again aren't like st- they don't stand out like too much but they feel like they're like those really earthy tones of reds and greens that like feel very traditional full like hearty christmas decor which is also probably why i like the credits because the opening credits like the way that they do all the actors names are quite traditional and it's like that feels like i mean that kind of essence of christmas feels very like that hits the nostalgia bit for me, I think, in my brain when I see that, because that... Yeah, it definitely, it definitely hits the nostalgia brain, and it's definitely, like, that... F- yeah, no, because I was thinking, like, now you can buy, like, a bloody, like, I don't know, gherkin tree ornament and put it on your tree. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, exactly. like, as fun as that is, that's also... It's, like, they're still... And that's, like, all well and fine, and you can have, like, personalised um, ornaments and stuff, but then there's also something so, like, nice and warm about the house and I think that also can be shown through like certain scenes like this one with Susanna watching the TV and like talking and like also just like the little nod to her relationship with her dad because she's the oldest daughter um and like they have a little like moment together and I think that's like just the warmth between the family even though they're like outwardly like they're a bit chaotic they're quite obviously that's exactly what i was gonna say it's like they, uh, it shows they do love each other. the love the house has been loved in and the you know the love that's been shared in that house even though most of this film you see them just being awful to each other and then it's like little beautiful moments like that that really grab you because you're just drawn to this feeling of nostalgia and warmth and care yeah. like all those things that you've described um, whereas you might not see them in the characterization or the plot points or the way that the drama plays out within the scope of the film. Now it's Christmas. Oh, let's morning. talk about Christmas. Christmas oh, morning. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to start? Oh <laughs> my actual god. This is um, probably like so, the most. Uh, the the most chaotic Christmas day I've ever witnessed. <laughs> um, so we start the day with Kelly walking into in on Meredith trying to get dressed in Ben's room while he's having a shower. Everett being a massive dick to his mum when she's just like Merry Christmas and gives him the wedding ring and he's like I know Dad put you up to this and she's like Bish no let's take it down a notch and I will explain to you. Who, who sits where in this house um, which I like and then they have like their togetherness moment and then it all kind of goes to shit um, and he he's like to Julie try on this ring that I got for your sister oh that this is this ugh, this bit literally made me 
Like, in what out, universe like, would you ever ask your girlfriend's sister to try on the wedding ring? Absolutely oh not. It's it is not the a vibe. Dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, literally, what does Everett have? Like more than two brain cells? No, he does not. <laughs> like so stupid. So like, you're currently the audience are there to believe that Ben and um, Meredith have slept together. We are now having to witness. Claire Dane, so Julie, you know, trying try on a ring that is supposed to not, is not for her. Then it gets stuck on her finger, which is so typical. So awkward. And so awkward. And like it's like, oh wow, it fits. But I was like, yeah, just because it fits doesn't mean it can come off. Oh my God. Also, so stupid. That's not a thing. Like your f- hand size is not the same as your foot size. Like it's not a one size. You know, like, there's not a uniform size five or six or whatever on hand ring sizes. Shut up. Like, what, just because it fits Claire Danes on her index finger, what is it called? Ring finger, not index finger, ring finger. It doesn't mean that it's going to fit Meredith's ring finger. Yeah, mate. It doesn't make sense. It it just doesn't make sense. Sarah Shikha has, like, stick fingers. We all know this. Come on. Yeah. Like. Yeah, exactly. So wouldn't it be It's just not going to, like... It's just ridiculous. But then also, then Julie runs into the bathroom and she's crying because she can't get the ring off. And then um, Meredith goes in and she shows her the ring. And after all this drama, Meredith is like, is that it? Is that it? Is that it? Which I also think, no offence. No offence. It's quite rude. (laughs) What do you mean no offence? Full offence. Full offence. so rude. Super rude. Because, like... The only because you can definitely imagine if it was explained to Meredith that it was like a family heirloom, then she would backtrack and then make it even worse. Um, and it's just annoying. And like, it's just she's so ungrateful. She's such an ungrateful person. Anyway, then, um, yeah, but she comes down and this whole and she's time, like, I just got here. She just got here. And like, she's obviously not because she's like in the clothes from yesterday, the day before. Yeah. And like then Ben comes down and he, currently still the only person that knows about her being in Ben's room is the dad and the, it just cut, keeps cutting to the dad that he's just like fuming. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> it's like so funny. And like also just, it's just so good. And um, then they're like, yeah, trying to, oh no. And also, okay, actually I wrote this down because I literally, I can't tell if it's like Meredith as a character or is it Sarah Jessica Parker like acting. Um, but like... <laughs> Like, they're in the toilet trying to get the ring off, and then she like oh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker like smells the soap, and then from that, Julie can be like, "Oh, you." She but doesn't. No, I don't but, understand. But also, the way she does happens. it is like she's trying to be coy, and she's smiling, and it really a freaks me out, and b makes me really annoyed at her already. Like, I already don't like her character, and okay controversial take here but i really don't like sarah jessica parker i don't i just don't like her as an actress i'm not a fan um (laughs) yeah i'm not a carrie bradshaw fangirl um so i find her really annoying yeah but i like i find her annoying in at her like at her best so this is just like what and then the way that she's like coyly smiling is so annoying that you just i really I feel like I want to suffer. Okay, I also now thinking about it, could this be considered bad writing? Because the thing is, we are currently as the audience, we're led to believe that they have slept together. She's now doing this whole random thing. No offense. Also, I'm not gonna lie, the way it was shot was really weird because she was like 
smiling and sniffing the soap and then it just suddenly went down and I was so are we supposed to assume that she it went straight into her bag or what is she was she putting it up her vagina or something I have no idea (laughs) (laughs) no idea what happened like that's so funny like I have no idea but then like so the thing is so like I said we're supposed to know that think that she's slept with Ben she's not denying that she slept with Ben she's just trying to hint something to Julie but it's not even said what Judy's yeah, like but she the... thinks she thinks that she slept with him too. Oh shit! She also thinks that because she can't yeah. remember. Because then she's like, <laughs> "Why are we trusting <laughs> Ben solely on this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True, um, but it's definitely yeah. a thing that they do in films. Like when women get drunk, it's like, "Oh, she automatically did made the bad decision." And they do the same thing in Holiday, and I hated it. I hate, I hate that. Um, oh, it's so like, annoying. Like what? Like you, you think that the. The, the responsibility is all going to be on the is to put it all on the women yeah the, oh it's such a annoying lazy trope um but yeah and then then we've got the gift giving which bit really, which, which is a really nice gift it's really it's nice. such a nice gift and like uh sybil says you did good and i was yeah. like oh that's nice but and she then... still tries to apologize because she doesn't realize that it's not Amy. Everett. She, think, yeah. she thought it was Everett, but it's Amy. Yeah, but yeah, it is I really, really I think it's a weird thing to apologise for, but then maybe I, she's just, like, used to getting stuff wrong in this family. I also, I, I, also, I kind of took it also, like, it wasn't, like, she, it wasn't, like, the, per- it wasn't, so she thought in her, she had in mind that the perfect gift would be, like, a photo of the mum pregnant with Everett, and then they, like, said, oh, no, it's the mum and Amy, and she had in her mind this perfect gift and she's actually like apologizing for not being to her standard of perfect um also but um then they get into this whole argument and she keeps talking and not and she talked this is when i realized that she she outs herself and then this is what i mean about her not listening because she's so tightly wound that she's and she's so like bottled up that she's just it, the, the minute that someone like talks to her about anything she just like you know explodes and i'm like girl talk to like people you need to talk about your emotions otherwise you're just gonna explode and be the worst person ever or be the worst but i mean literally beca- that's what she does yeah you become i think the reason she's the worst version the worst of herself, version is, of because yourself she, yeah. is because she doesn't talk about how she feels with people yeah definitely <laughs> that's a life lesson um, yeah <laughs> and then she outs herself and um and then like, ben... no i will not marry you i and then yeah and then oh, wow. ever it's like i didn't ask was... you mate calm down <laughs> or it was savage that was savage though um and then yeah the sleeping with your brother bit this it's all of it was so awkward so awkward i really just not like it um and then she like she's like she goes on she like she's like i know how you all see me you think i'm like racist and bigoted and you know uptight blah 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 and then she like she like starts crying we obviously find out that she hasn't slept with ben because ben is like we didn't sleep we didn't sleep together except on the floor and then that's fine but then like and then but then then they do that weird stupid cartoon chase through the house but why was that needed again that, I agree with that. I don't know why, because it's not funny. And then they just start slapping each other's faces and mess up all of the Christmas dinner. Like, all of it's on the floor. All the prep if that I... people have done is on the floor. They, they obviously um, have so much disposable income that all that wasted food is fine to waste. Yeah. 
that was but my it's really that was annoying. actually that was actually like the, my that was what ran through my head when that table yeah. when the dining room table fell the the kitchen table fell I was like that is so much money or food like wasted on the floor um but then whilst that random chase is happening like why are they I still don't get why they're chasing because they didn't sleep together so why why is Everett annoyed at him I mean I guess because he slept with his girlfriend like not had sex but they still slept together right they slept in like oh I don't get it anyway um then that's happening um <laughs> Meredith is crying in the fridge Meredith yeah. Okay. I have a pet peeve because I don't know if this is Meredith or I don't know if this is Sarah Jessica Parker or if it's the script. But who the fuck carries glass casserole dishes like that? Like two at a time. Two at a time. Absolutely not. Someone with more than two brain cells would know to pick one up at a time and place it on a solid surface and then go back. Also in heels. In heels, Polly. In doing... heels. Oh my god! It's literally like, I'm. I'm. She's an executive, a brand, whatever, a mark, a whatever executive in Manhattan. She is smart. I'm. Sh- I'm. Sh- I'm. Sh- I assume, not emotionally smart, but she's smart, I, and so she can carry two cas. She knows how to carry. I just literally the minute she put the second casserole dish, like on top of the first one and used one arm and just like use her body to cradle them and get up and stand up. I just knew. That it was got that it was the end. It was the end. Yeah, I just was 100%. like this. Is, this was and it was the most stressful five <laughs> seconds so of my life. Funny though. Like I um, absolutely also. I couldn't, this oh. is like a shout out to whatever designer designed kitchen doors to swing inwards. Are you stupid? What? <laughs> absolutely not. That is not a vibe we're going for. No, thank you. They are outwards. Always the- swing outwards. Aren't they like, isn't that like restaurant kitchen doors? Yeah, what is this house? Absolutely not. You don't need that in a home kitchen. <laughs> Shut up. You don't need an indoor and an outdoor. We don't need that. They designed Stop it specifically it. for that one scene. So essentially yeah, then 100%. the mum and Amy open the door and it knocks the castle, the, the special breakfast that uh, Meredith prepared. She spent all this time making it. spent all this time making it. It was such a big deal. Big, big deal, big thing. For Christmas morning, because she wanted to contribute, and it fell all over the floor, and then oh, this, one of them fell on the floor, and one of them fell on top of her, and then they <laughs> they all then they all suddenly fell into it. Uh, it was like my the most favorite thing is um, Rachel McAdams falling into it, though. I'm the worst. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Um, it was just like it was just like then it's just like it, it descends into three three great actresses just like over this weird De- spilt. What is Milk. it? A casserole? I don't even know what it is. Yeah, food on the it floor. It just like looks like an egg thing with like pastry stars on it, from what I remember. Yeah. But I think it's. <laughs> but then I mean, they're all just they just sat there while he's telling, while oh my god, what's his name? Ben is saying to Everett, "You don't even love her," and they're just sitting there with her while she's like she's not in the same room. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. They're in the kitchen. They're all in the kitchen, and she's he's just like you don't even love her. And then like there's a scene where like she's putting like ice on her face, and he's just getting out the shower, and there's a complete silence between them, and you kind of yeah. just know it's over. I will she uh, just say, clears her throat in the middle she, of it. Oh my god, I fucking hate it. But like also she um what was it? Oh, the gash on his face looks so fake. Yeah. <laughs> like it really bugged me. <laughs> Like, look, bug me. Um, like, I know this is not like an action 
action thriller. Also, why, why was but she like, putting ice on her face? Can I just she, say that one thing as well? Because she, got a she didn't get hit in the face. Oh, I know. Yeah, why was she bruised then? Like, why did she even hurt her face? Maybe it was the glass? I don't know. But she definitely didn't, like, hit anything. I just... I, what I wrote down from that was the boys fly, fighting is so anticlimactic. I but actually find I actually I feel like that's the because isn't that the like the crescendo of the film? I know the dinner scene is the pivotal part and probably like the peak of the film and then that's the catalyst of everything falling apart. I think yeah, but then I feel like that's so it's so just all of it's so anticlimactic, and then straight after Meredith then basically gets with Ben and. Everett gets with Julie on the same day it just feels so dis like I know what you're saying about time but I think I think we're kind of trying to make the same point that it's it just feels it makes it feel like re- sorry it makes it feel very disjointed and that that darkness also helps with it because it just feels like it should be a different day it doesn't really make sense and it just is very weird like that's not a decision that you would make and also for example why would julie go home without her sister after this has happened wouldn't you just take her sister home with you you wouldn't just oh, yeah. be like, i'm out of here bye see you later like i don't think with julie a... even said bye to her sister yeah it's weird and then there's no communication <laughs> and then they just get with each other's partners don't ever discuss it everyone's just acting like that's fine it's so and, weird it's not fine and then it just that's why <laughs> i think that's why the film ends really weirdly because then they come back for the year later and then I, we get two real cute babies out of it which i'm pleased about but then what we're just supposed to believe that then everyone's okay with meredith being with ben and julie being like i know everyone liked julie but julie and everett being a thing and then amy's with brad and everything's like all happy go lucky except for the mum's passed away by then yeah, also, it just feels you... like a weird co- cookie cutter ending for a film that didn't feel like that. Did you? Am I mistaken? Am I wrong? Or did didn't literally no one in this film, considering the amount of romance and partnerships, did only one couple actually kiss on screen? Or am I making that up? I, feel no, like I think every I think people do kiss, but I. I don't feel like it's that long drawn out romantic kiss that you want. Maybe maybe it's just film. not memorable. <laughs> but yeah. um I also the point of like the one year later kind of thing. They we we've just watched a film and probably at this point now it's probably about you know 100 minutes or maybe like a nine like 90 minutes of the film, right? Of this family really despising Meredith and really not enjoying their company and also the breakdown of her her relationship with their son how the hell have they gotten over her and accepted her so is it why is it okay why is it why are they suddenly accepting her when it's okay to date but i don't understand like like we've we've already mentioned it but like she's shown her true colors in along across the whole time of the film why is it suddenly why is she suddenly okay now that she's dating ben it's true Hmm. So my question to you is: Realistically, what happens? What happens to those couples? Oh, like do they last? Are you asking if they last? Yeah. Um, I don't think. I don't think that. No, Meredith and Ben make it to the next Christmas together. I don't think so because they're also um, they're also long distance. 
as yeah. well. Ben lives in Berkeley in California and Meredith lives in Manhattan. That, the two coasts, they probably, I don't really imagine them working. I imagine maybe Julie and um I feel like Everett, Julie and Everett stay together. Stay together. And I... I don't think Amy gets with Brad. I think they give it a go for like a few years and then like, I think... I think uh, or, I he don't feels think like too that Amy, small towny. Yeah, I feel like Amy her. maybe doesn't get with Brad until her mum dies. And then he helps her through like grieving her mum's death. Maybe that's how they get together. But I don't see them getting together at Christmas. I think it takes a bit more time for them, personally. Yeah. Because like Amy feels like that she doesn't fit she doesn't come off as that character, like person who would fall into a relationship super quick just because someone did something nice to her. You know? Yeah, it just feels well, she's not... weird. Yeah, yeah. And then it just makes the film kind of... I feel like the end is stupid. I feel like they should have ended it differently. But then I like seeing... It's a very anticlimactic yeah. ending. But then I like see... I like that last shot of um, the photo of Diane Keaton, pregnant, which is nice. And I like the them decorating the tree and the resurgence of that ornament that Diane Keaton has in the first scene that you see her. You know, that like circular one. That's nice. I like that. You know, I like that cyclical thing in films. Um, yeah, like I like how um, Thad and Patrick like introduce themselves at the yeah. end exactly the same way they introduced themselves at the beginning of the film. Like they said hi. They said like they entered the house the same way, and like yeah. we see we like, uh, but like it's kind of like oh they're exactly the same, but now the year later they've got a baby. Yeah, who is real cute. Yeah, I don't know, like. And I don't know how I would have ended the film, but I don't know. It's just not. It's not. That's not it. I just kind of feel like the right. I feel like the writers just assume that everyone would be okay with the whole sibling swap. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I hate it when they do stuff like that. I just don't think. I think that makes the ending. I think that ruin puts a weird. Like the ending would have been fine if that didn't happen. So I don't know. It just doesn't feel believable. So I just don't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> you know. I agree. Um, okay, so what rating would you give this out of ten? Out of ten, ooh, yeah. six point five. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I gave it a six, just because there's a lot of things that I do like about it, but then there's a lot of things that really make me angry about it. There's a lot of things that I like about it, but yeah, and I did say I did actually very much enjoy watching this film. Yeah, so. like I, and I will watch it when it's on. Like I, I, I don't ever not watch it but then i could watch it at any point you know i probably i i actually that's a lie i'd probably switch it if it was at the dinner scene or the fight scene quote unquote fight scene because i'm just like yeah i don't want to watch it from here but i like i like that opener i like the first 30 minutes maybe um i would probably watch it in it just feels a bit nostalgic i don't know it's just also nice to just see a house like that. <laughs> um, yeah, do you exactly. do you know what it got on IMDb? I don't. Do you want to guess? Do you? I'm I have say... it. Up, I have it up here now, so you can guess this time round. Six point one. <gasps> you are so close. Was six, I? What is it? Six, six point three out of ten. Oh okay. And on Rotten Tomatoes, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it was fifty three percent. Um, you know so... this film did really well though it had a budget of 18 million and it grossed 93 million 93 Sarah Jessica Parker got her Golden Globe nomination from this film too shut up really 
She got nominated for Best Actress in Musical or Comedy. Oh, I don't like that. For the, Glo- for the Golden Globes. And then Craig T. Nelson, Diane and Diane Keaton got nominated for Best Supporting Actor and Actress at the Satellite Awards. But um, realistically, the main one, of the, the only main award was the Golden Globe and Sarah Jessica Parker got nominated for that. She did not win though. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that they got that she got nominated for that. <laughs> um, was that a weak year? What was that? Why did she? What? So the person who won in 2005 for that for the Golden Globe was Reese Witherspoon for Walk the Line. The other yeah, the, okay, fair. The other nominees were Judy yeah. Dench for Mr. Mrs. Henderson's Presence, uh, presents uh, Kira Knightley for Pride and Prejudice. Laura Linney for the squad and the for the squid and the whale and Sarah Jessica Parker for the family stone. That's such a weird lineup. So, very weird, and also I've only now I've only seen two of those films out of them, <laughs> all of those five. So, yeah, but I feel like two thousand and five was hmm, interesting. A weird film year, maybe. I don't know if those were the films that I were nominated. I can't think of anything massively memorable from two thousand five. Oh, a year later, two thousand six is when Beyonce got nominated for Dream Girls. <laughs> There you go. What a film. Um, do you think we do you think we ha- has any cultural impact because it is quite an old film, fifteen years. I think yes, because it's always on those things you should watch at Christmas. Films. It's kind of like we've this. mentioned it. Like um, it's a very uh, we mentioned it earlier on. Like it's a staple like, around the holiday season. Like it's on TV. I've definitely like listen to other people talk about how it's one of those things that they like if it's in america because obviously you you mentioned that it might have we think it had a bit of a bigger impact in the states than it did here and it comes and it's that holiday season is like obviously you've got thanksgiving and then three weeks later you've got christmas so it's like definitely something that's on tv a lot and then although i think it is transitioning here yeah and even if it's not a great film it's still like like you said you don't you would watch it just for, like, just because it's nostalgic. And even if it is yeah. something just to have on in the background because it's just, like, part of the it's time festive. of year it is. Yeah, definitely. I also think that it's one of those that people like because it's not... Like, it does have that cookie-cutter ending, which is really annoying. But then people want that at this time of year, which is fine. I'm completely one of them. Um it's also got that gritty edge of it, like them just arguing all the time, but without it being slap, too slaps. I wouldn't say it's not slapsticky because that stupid fight is quite slapsticky. But you know, without it being Home Alone or those kinds of family dramas that are set about families but are quite um, cartoony, it it's different to that in that it is a bit more adult and you kind of appreciate those nuances as you get older. Um, yeah, I don't I think I would. I don't think I would rewatch this as a kid, but as an adult, I, yeah. Yeah, put it on. Also, I think that there is something very special about maybe from for people our age now because we're now in our like mid twenties. But um, people like from films that came out around the early to mid two thousands that have yeah. that very like, like you said, cookie cutter. But there's some warmth and softness to them. And like just like this like really like chaotic American family setting, and there is just something so warm about it that the that we keep going back to because we probably grew up with it as well. Yeah, and it, it definitely some... appeals to that not nostalgic part of your brain, doesn't it? I think I watched it as an yeah. I think I watched it at maybe eighteen or nineteen. 
And I don't think it would have appealed to me in the same way. Well, maybe I was like 20. But it, I don't think it would have appealed to me the same way if I watched it when I was younger. Like, I don't think it would have held my attention, really. No, I think as when I was a kid, I think the Christmas films that... I think, realistically, the Christmas films I watched were, like, Harry Potter. Um, yeah. And or, maybe, like, you know, any, the Grinch like, and... The Grinch, and, like, the Grinch and, like, Elf and stuff. But Elf, I think, came yeah. out around the same time as this. Yeah. Things Die like Hard. No one at me and tell me it's not a Christmas film. You're wrong. <laughs> Die, Hard is a, Die Hard is definitely a Christmas film. It's my, one of Hunt. the best Christmas films. One of the best ones. It's iconic. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's it. Well, send us your recommendations for any bad films that you'd like us to watch and review. We are happy to fight. We're happy to agree. Tell us if you agree with us who is a big SJP stan. I am not one of them, but, you know, happy to discuss. Does she have any redeeeming qualities as an actress? Is that exactly <laughs> what you're yeah. saying? <laughs> Drop us an email. Um... Yeah, until the next week, my friend. Toodles. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, bye. If there are any bad films you want us to talk about, please email them to badfilmpod at gmail.com. Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAR supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.